coming down the aisle at a combined weight of 545 pounds it is B hyphen handsome Bane the WrestleCast Power Welcome to the WrestleCast Power Hour. I am one third of your tag team host, B hyphen, aka hyphen Shampa. But before I do anything else, I am legally binded by the contract I signed that I have to pass it to the first tag team member all the way from Detroit, Handsome Bane. Hey, what's good? What's going on, guys? Uh, you know, I just uh, what, first I must address the marks before I address the mark, Rob. Uh, guys, I just want to say, you smelly dorks, you sweaty marks, stop DMing Alexa Bliss. She cannot be your manic pixie goth girl. She is working on herself. Okay, just that PSA. Now. On, on to better things. Just you know, like just respect people trying to work on themselves. Like cut it out. You know, she, she don't want you. Uh, you stink. Uh, <laughs> on to someone who does not stink. Our friend, uh, the manager here, the brains of the outfit, the thought father, and he's gonna have, have a bunch of other names. But you know, I like to get some in for him. Uh, the Mark Rob. What up? Yo yo yo! It's your boy, the Mark Rob, aka Sean Mad Love. AKA Gordon Darks, AKA Richard Pyrex, AKA Black Bald Mahoney, mm-hmm. AKA Himbo Slice, AKA Big Sexy Kevin Splash. What's up? What hey. up, though? And it wouldn't be a Rassel cast if we didn't have an assist from our hyphen podcast group family in the form of Melisette, who was here when we were singing Creed songs last time. Jesus, that was time. What a time, that, to, what be a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. 100%. 100% handsome Bane. She gifted us a professional wrestler. A professional wrestler who goes by the name of Eric Adams with a Z. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm doing great together, guys. Yeah, we, we, Thank we, you for that. I enjoy that intro. We, Thank you so much. It's great to be on here. So, Eric. So, wrestling. We always yes. start out the show doing what I like to call our wrestling origins about how you got into wrestling, as it's said around different parts of the world. What was it that drew you in and really drew you in enough where you actually became a part of this illustrious sport? Okay, that's a real simple answer. Um, when I was very young, I got really sick and I was bedridden for three weeks. And uh, the only memory I have from where I was literally bedridden and sick was an episode of WWF Superstars. Mm. (laughs) And on that episode, I saw a promo with the Honky Tonk Man. Then I saw uh, uh, Jake the Snake doing the snake pit. And then I saw uh, Hulk Hogan. I was like, huh, this is really cool. And and I couldn't find it again. I'd find it once in a while on TV because we lived in a basement apartment because it was just me and my mom and my mom worked for the NYPD. So she didn't make no money. Um, so we didn't get the best reception where we were. Hmm. Um, as I got older, I caught wrestling again. Then we got the hot box and I got to watch WrestleMania five, which was Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man. 
uh, Rick Rude versus Ultimate Warrior, Mr. Perfect versus Blue Blazer, and I was hooked. And I was like, let's go. Um, And I always was a wrestling fan, still thought I was going to wind up working for the NYPD like my mom. And uh, then it was the summertime of one in the morning, and I was watching all wrestling. I was watching WWF, I was watching WCW. Uh, I remember being a kid, we'd I'd find world class because in New York you could get everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were getting world class. We were getting UWF. We were getting um, uh, the Savoldis in the Spanish Channel. So oh, you saw wow. like the early days Jeez. of Tass and Tommy Dreamer and Johnny Rods and Chris Candido. We got a lot of different wrestling products. And then um, right when I turned twelve, so right when puberty was hitting. I caught an episode at one in the morning of ECW Extreme mm-hmm. Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And on that show, it was a double dog collar tag team match between the Pitbulls Pit and the Bulls. Public Enemy. Yeah. <laughs> and it was insanity. And and they're having this match, and there's this guy, Stevie Richards, with long hair and a shitty Motley Crue tattoo <laughs> and a belly shirt. And I'm like, fuck it, fuck this guy. And I'm wanting Public Enemy to win. Um, and they beat the Pitbulls, and they win the match. And they're supposed to get five minutes alone with Stevie Richards and Stevie's beating him over the head with a with a Godzilla action figure. But then there's like all these run-ins. That's foolishness. And there was all these run-ins and, and Luna Vashon comes out and starts beating the shit out of Shout Stevie out Richards. Luna, man. Then all of a sudden, here came Johnny Polo, but now he's a fucking grunge god, Raven, and mm-hmm, he's DDT mm-hmm, and motherfuckers. <laughs> and then... Raven was so big in the Indies, man. Before yeah, he, I, I didn't know that he was, like, that large of a man when he was Johnny Polo. It's like, that's how, like, sick that his acting was as far as being that character. It was like, he was, like, sniveling as Johnny Polo. Almost, yeah. You know? And then he comes in and he's like, it's like, man, that this Raven guy looks a lot like Johnny Polo. And it's like... <laughs> Holy shit, that is Johnny Polo. When did he yeah. get so big? And and I see this Raven character, like, oh, what a fucking poser. That's fucking Johnny Polo. And then out of nowhere, I see this kid, this guy. He's got brown hair like me. He's got a goatee like I want to have. And he comes out and he beats up Raven. And then the girl gets in the ring and he picks the chick up, showing her fucking thong to the whole fucking crowd, which, you know, at 12 years old, like, uh, gateway, tries the girl, and uh, that was Tommy Dreamer. Now, little known fact, I suffered from dyslexia really bad as a kid. I learned to read through wrestling magazines. Oh, that's dope. that's how I learned how to read, and so I always had wrestling magazines. And uh, I see that, and I'm getting hooked on ECW, and I'm going through one of my ma- one of the PWIs, and they had an article on Tommy Dreamer. And uh, he was like the profile. And in the profile, it says he was trained by Johnny Rods. And I was like, Johnny Rods? Brooklyn Johnny Rods? And I had done Taekwondo for many years. And I've done martial arts my whole life. Mm-hmm. And uh, the school that I was doing Taekwondo at, the sexiest man on earth, Jason, <laughs> was, a member of the, was a member of the Black Belt class. Because yeah. Jason, Jason Knight, the real man, is actually a real bad motherfucker. Yeah, he was a member of uh, the special forces for because uh, he's a uh, Yugo Czechoslovakian. So for, uh, when it was still Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. he was a member of the military. <clears throat> he did a bunch of different martial arts and, and he could fight and he could work. But the character was so over, he didn't have to. And that's when he told me about Johnny Rods's fast forward. I'm working a summer job delivering pizzas on Wall Street. And I call Johnny Rods. I immediately lie to him and tell him I'm 16. 
<laughs> and uh, he goes, oh, okay, you want to come train? Then uh, you come down here with your mother. We'll get you assigned the paperwork and everything. How old are you? Oh, I'm 16, sir. Okay, come on down. And uh, I knew how to skirt the question around because being Puerto Rican, I know how to make Puerto Ricans talk without actually getting them to ask the question. <laughs> so Jack's like, okay, so how old are you? You know, my mom was a huge fan of wrestling back in Puerto Rico. I think she was there the night the medics, because Johnny wrestled as the super medics with Jose Estrada. Yeah. When you guys were working with Pedro Morales and started the riot in the building, he's like, oh, yeah, that was me. And, you know, when they start talking. So we yeah. skirted the age gimmick. Uh... And you I got, got a away monologue with it. in them. You got a mm -hmm. monologue in. And I got away with it for two years. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened when you found so, out your real age? <laughs> was oh, it too yeah. late? Here's the story. So Johnny thought I was 16, so he thought I just turned 18 two years later. Oh. So he's starting to send me out to do shows in New Jersey and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, you do good on these, I'll get you a New York license. Because to get licensed to be a wrestler in New York, you you could only come from one or two schools. You could either come from Johnny Rods' school or the ECW school. Mm -hmm. If not that, then you had to be co-signed by three licensed wrestlers in order to get your wrestling license. That's crazy. Like it was, it, oh, you had to go get a full physical, fingerprinted, passport photos, uh, notarized note stating that you were trained, and you had to have this letter. Or, or three of these letters saying, you know, either you're trained by Johnny Rods or you had to have letters from three different, uh, at three different already licensed athletes to get your damn card. So while I'm doing that, I'm also playing baseball at Bryant High School. What position? <laughs> I was a third baseman okay. and I was a hell of a hitter. I bat four. Oh, okay. So, um, no my, so you're doing the wrestling version of Catch Me If You Can. Yes. Uh, awesome shit. Leo so, hey, you, you got the block hot. Yeah. So I uh, I proceed to um, we get to the city championships. It's Brian High School versus Benjamin Cardoza, and uh, which is funny enough, that's the school Matt Stryker was teaching at when he got busted because Matt Stryker is from my school, from my wrestling school. That's the school he got busted at teaching when he was still doing SmackDown, where he got fired and it was big news. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So the game was played at Shea Stadium. I'm a diehard Mets fan. Shout out to the Mets. I'm... Fuck the Yankees. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was a little hungover that day. I had taken a job working nights bar backing at a metal bar. Nice. To make money while I was going to school. I'm a little hungover after a fun night. Uh, the coach calls me out on this. I get And I have a t anger issues. I get up to bat. I'm cursing out the coach, not even looking at the pitches. And uh, the coach finally decided to call me a pussy. I said, you want to see a fucking pussy? A fucking swang. By mistake, I hit it 402. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. What? And I'm, and, and, we, and fucking, we still lose and everything, but I hit. We uh, lost, but I hit a 400 foot home run. No, I'm not even trying. I wasn't even looking. <laughs> I got the fucking apple to come up. I was set for life. And uh, the That's next nice. day, I'm in the daily news and everything, and I think I'm big shit, and I'm fucking happy, and I'm going to training, and I get to training, and everybody's just like, you stupid motherfucker. I'm like, well, what's the matter? What's wrong, guys? Did you see me in the newspaper? What's up? And then I, they were like, did you read the article? It's like, no, I just saw my picture because I was the back page. Mm. I was the back page because this is when baseball was on strike. 
So oh, I'm wow. the sports. So, so they were desperate. Right. Desperate for yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. So this is 94. Okay. Yeah. No, no, sir. This is uh, the second lockout. Oh. Uh, 90, uh, 98. 98. Okay. Yeah. 97 or 98 was the lockout. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm fucking walking in there, banging bad. All of a sudden, I'm like, no, I didn't read the article. I didn't have to. Like, oh, don't worry. You don't have to. Just read the underline. And it says, 16-year-old Jose Rodriguez. 16-year-old, yep. Oh, fuck. And Johnny's waiting in his office. Now, to understand Mm. Johnny's office, it's in Gleason's gym, which is one of the most famous boxing gyms in the world. Teddy Atlas trained fighters out of there. Zeb Judah's from out of there. Nice. Tyson used to come down there. Roy, when Roy was Roy, before he tried to be a heavyweight, mm-hmm. Roy was coming down there to train all the time. Uh, everybody came down there to train. And you'd Ali. I met Muhammad Ali three fucking times down there. Shit. Wow. Okay. I met Shit. God. Okay. I met God himself. I met I'm... fucking Allah, fucking Muhammad Ali. And Mike. I'm and not going to fight the... with you on that one. Dude. <laughs> Ali and Tyson used to always come in just to say hi to Johnny mm. all the fucking time. Like it was nothing. And, I was and so like, you pissed that is? man off. Yeah. So to go into his office, you have to go through a hallway and then turn left right into his office. This is the old Gleason's gym. And I opened the door and Johnny has mirrors set up so he can see everything at all times. Cause he's a paranoid Puerto Rican, like the rest of us. <laughs> and as soon as I walk in the door, he goes, Mira, Jose, close that fucking door i was like oh shit <laughs> so i closed that this door this is it <laughs> yes oh no but johnny's the best you know what hold on i'm gonna fucking reenact this motherfucker for you hold on let me find it <laughs> he's getting props holy crap i have it oh i held on to it all these years later i held on to this because johnny gave it to me as a gift johnny said so you fucking lied to me. You fucking lied to me about uh, being how old you are, huh? I'm like, yes, Johnny. I, I'm sorry. I just really wanted to train. I, I didn't mean to do it. He's like, so I can't trust you, but do you trust me? It's like, yes, Johnny, I trust you. He's like, oh, you trust me? It's like, yes, Johnny. He grabs me by the wrist, puts my hand on the desk, does that, mm. and then drops it. <laughs> In between these two fingers, like nothing. His next words were blade, guys. If you for 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 this audio medium, it was a blade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you can probably hear it. It's pop. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And he says, "You fucking lie to me again. I'm gonna take your tongue, your finger, and your dick." (laughs) What a combination! (laughs) Yes. Jeez. That's Sir, I'm underage. You really shouldn't be making those kinds of threats to me. Oh, right no. Now. You don't understand. Ooh. My mom works for the police. She agreed with him. I'll tell I you. Bet. Yeah, because you, you worked her over, too. Yeah, you got oh, you no, no, yeah. oh, no, no, no. My mom, in general, she was, she was a high-ranking official. She was in one police plaza in New York City. She worked right under Police Commissioner Kelly. The minute... I was going into high school. She magically transferred to the police precinct in Astoria, Queens, where we were. Magically. Magically. Mm -hmm. How does that happen? Moms, man. (laughs) That's it. So me and my friends decide we're going to go hang out. There's a cemetery called St. Mike's. We're not in the cemetery. 
there's a park attached where you got your handball courts and there's a baseball field and everything. And being the little degenerative metalheads we all were, we're drinking 40s back there of St. Ides. And, I was getting you know, ready to ask uh, what kind, too. Good answer. Yeah, St. <laughs> like, Ides. What kind of 40s were they, Eric? Saint we were St. Ides in it, or we were hurricane, uh, cobraing it, once in a while hurricane. Oh, cobra. Uh, never Old E. We never went Old E because by that mm. point, Old E had switched to plastic. I had a lot of bad nights with Old yeah. E. A lot of bad nights with Old E. Oh, boy. Guys. And so uh, we're sitting back there, and uh, we're, uh, some, we're smoking the wacky of tobacco. Nice. And a cop pulls up, like he's just walking by and undercover, sees my buddy's little pipe, uh, sees his little weed pipe. And uh, next thing I know, me and all four of us are lined up and the cops are there with us. And all of a sudden I see a sergeant's car pull up. The sergeant's car pulls up. He looks at my friend. He looks at my other friend. Then he looks at me and goes, aren't you Santana's kid? And I was like, yes, sir, I am. His exact words were, oh, great. Now we're both fucked. I hate your guts. Yes. My mother was the Great only job. female and one of seven Latinos that worked in that department. I mean, in that whole precinct. And she fucking used to yell and curse at these cops like there was no tomorrow. She didn't care that they had guns or anything. She threatened all of them. My mom was five foot one. She beat TB back in the 1940s. When TV was just killing everybody, right. she fucking said, fuck you, I'm kicking out. So Damn. she ain't afraid of shit. She tough. Yeah. So we take what we want. We take what we want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and she wanted the gold, sucker. We want the gold, sucker. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so, so I magically got off the hook on that one because they were terrified of what was going to happen to me. And they just let us go because they didn't want to have to deal with the fact that not only was I going to get killed, but she was going to curse all them out mm -hmm. for catching me. Mm. Hilarious. And, uh, but yeah, so that long story short, that's how I got into the wrestling business. I was a mischievous <laughs> fuck and fucking I just lied my way in. Uh, nice. Wow. But you're alive. It's <laughs> alive. Here we go. All right. We're getting some work on the buttons today, huh? Yeah, man. We got something we go. for everything. Wow. We have it. Yeah. All right. Wow. This is like a like a com uh, accompanying uh, tape to name your adventure or something. Right, <laughs> right. The, the read along uh yeah. you play when you're reading the book and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like sure. I got ADD and I'm I'm hopped up on Red Bull, okay? You're gonna have to deal with it. ADHD and Red Bull. It's a dangerous we We've we've had worse than <laughs> <laughs> oh oh wow shout out to the kn episode the i feel like the iron next, next question all right shout so out. speaking of next question i think we're ready to run the gauntlet my friend yeah all right we can we can get to it man let's do it all right ready. um so we have well we had about 40 some odd questions on here um which we are rebuilding mm -hmm, mm -hmm. don't worry about it so we have plenty here. Yes. I'm going to ask the first, and then uh, we'll all go around, maybe. Um, some of the marks have heard these, have heard our answers to these like so, so often. So please feel free to go on. Um, ooh, I like this one. Uh, favorite bad gimmick? 
Ooh, <laughs> that's good because, okay, USA Pro Wrestling. Here we go. They had a USA Pro, Frank Goodman. This is where, like, you met Loki and Homicide and Xavier and the SAT. They all okay. came out of there. I could go with the mime, which was literally a wrestling mime <laughs> that they That's had. Terrible. But instead, that sounds I'm awesome. going to go further back in the Johnny Rods World of Underpredictable Wrestling lore, and you can find this on YouTube. I'm going to go with Monkey Man Cheetah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now, before you say anything, Johnny Rods agreed that that name was too racist. He wanted to call him Jungle Man Jervis. Oh, well, oh, I don't know. <laughs> this is the gimmick. Oh, Jesus. I had no part in this. I'm just telling you what it was. We had a guy named Nate. And Nate was a filthy, dirty man who's had some amazing <laughs> adventures in his life. To the point, we got a call a couple years ago that he's in an Egyptian desert and he's been in a dune buggy accident. And they just had to take out his... What? Split. A dune buggy accident? I swish I was making this up. And this motherfucker's never drove a day in his life. But I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> yeah. So I, we're literally sitting back you know, just enjoying Thanksgiving. And one of our guys gets a call, so immediately goes in the group chat. Yo, why is Jafar from Aladdin calling me to tell me that Cheeto is dying <laughs> in a hospital bed wow. from a dune buggy accident? Jesus we thought this Christ. was like a scam. And it turned out Cheetah met this chick online and they flew, he flew to Egypt <laughs> to go meet this girl <laughs> and was in a dune buggy wreck. And so... Dang. But, but the so cheetah hard. stories go on forever and ever. Trust me. Um, but <laughs> this was the character they came up with. They put him in safari boxers. They I just found the, the video uh, on YouTube so I, cheetah, so I can yeah, see we... him right now. Yeah. No, you have to watch the video to what happens when Kim Chi finally captures him. Not Kim Chi, bro. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, actually, that was his full name. Kim Chi, bro. Kim Chi, bro. <laughs> Yes, oh, he captured my. him by tempting him with a banana. Ooh. I want you to remember, this is the 90s. This is the late 90s, and this is Afro-Puerto Ricans and African-Americans who decided they wanted to do this gimmick. Oh, And here's where it gets worse. They capture him, put him in the back of a Chevy Blazer with a Juggalo hatchet man on the, on the fucking decal on the window. Oh, my God. And they drive away. Um, but it gets worse. Nigga, 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 nigga. No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it gets worse. So Louis gets the great idea. Oh, I got these huge cages from when uh when I because his parents used to breed great Danes. Oh my god. And Louis has this great idea that since they've captured Cheetah he and is the using Anacondas, air quotes, people. He is using air quotes. Okay, and, and this <laughs> is the best part. He belongs to a group called the Anacondas. That was his, his, his group's name was the Anacondas. That is terrible. And in order for the, the Anacondas had to wrestle the Hell's Gate crew who took Cheetah, and so they were going to bring Cheetah out in this cage. A full-grown adult black man 
And he's like, no, the cage is like this big. Now we're talking about Boogaloo. If you ever seen Homicide mm-hmm. uh, and Ring of Honor, the original years, Boogaloo was his tag team partner. Yeah. Right. They're not the tallest men on planet Earth. No, they're not. So when Louis saying the cage comes up to here, I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> we get to the show, the cage comes up to about here on him. And he goes, well, it was this tall when I was younger. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, so, so that was the angle. And it's all on the line. It's we're all gonna, there. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. At oh, WrestleMania. We're going to do that. We're going we're gonna to reuse that. That's good. I like it. That, that, that's when Johnny started drinking Canadian club whiskey before the shows that I've just done whatever you idiots are going to do. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's probably the worst gimmick ever. It's, it's either got to be that or. I mean, fuck like because every bad gimmick that I've seen made money, made money. So I can't really get mad. That one made $0. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, that would make it the worst that gimmick. Might, that has to be the best, the worst. That's bad the gimmick. worst gimmick I've ever heard. Yeah, that um, I don't think it gets yeah. any worse than that. I've never. Yeah. Oh, it still does. It's still wrestling. I mean, there was a show in Alabama that. Oh no. They were going to take Whoa. a few months off. Oh boy. So they did their big blow-off match, and after the match happens, he brought they the guy goes backstage to chase after people, and it becomes a cinematic feel. And when he finally gets to the big heel, the big heel shoots him. Ooh. Bang, and bang. on the cliffhanger that he got shot. Nice. Who shot JR for wrestling? Good no, Lord. No, no, the heel, you see the heel fucking go pop. Right, right. So you know who shot him. That's probably the worst one. Or uh, that IWA Deep South where the dude litter, for real chopped off the other dude's finger with bolt cutters. What? Yeah. This was a few months ago. That's a bad they angle. A match, and they agreed Ooh. in the match that the dude was going to take a pair of bolt cutters and snap off the fucking dude's finger. I mean, he can go back on. Yeah, you got to do whatever so, you got to so, do. To no, pout, sir. Baby. This is not a clean cut where you can <laughs> reattach it. <laughs> he said he could go back <laughs> on. <laughs> you probably got gang green. It'll instantly. grow back. It'll oh grow back. It'll grow back. out there like a champion here. Wow. All right. I'm flummoxed. I'm <laughs> Horrible. Um, I, I just love, uh, like I said, I always, always uh, answer with the question mark. Um, um, NWA, yes, NWA, rest in peace. Uh, because it, it was really bad, but it instantly got over. Like everybody Dude, was. Like, I was there. So I helped produce those episodes. That's hilarious. He. You can actually my see favorite. my name. In the uh, actual uh, credits and stuff, I was there when they did it, and live it got over huge. It it came off that way. Just me watching it on YouTube is like you know just everything they did was perfect on that shit. Like because they just leaned all the way into it, and everybody was just like, oh, "Okay, we're we're going there. We're, we're with you." Yeah. So they had Billy come out to talk to the crowd in between tapings. And the crowd's chanting for uh, this is Storm's mom. Billy Corgan, uh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Billy Corgan, and they're chanting Drop for uh, name, Storm's Eric. mom. Storm's mom. And then they start chanting for question mark. And so uh, Brocephus, uh, that was his other gimmick. Yeah. Brocephus comes out in the question mark gimmick yelling karate for like 20 karate. minutes. Karate! 
and uh yeah and it couldn't happen to a better guy he was such a fucking great guy and uh the anniversary of his passing was actually yesterday and i still miss that guy he was mm. such a fucking cool guy behind the scenes and that yeah i don't know man somehow that shit just came through in just a few like i mean he was only saying karate and he got that shit all the way over yeah, like yes he incredible. did those were my yeah that was that was definitely one of my favorite like gimmicks of like the past couple of years, um, and just like the reaction that it got, like that shit was fire. But it was, I mean, it was bad technically. Like it wasn't like you know it was doing like so much with so little. Yes, man, that's that's crazy. Wow. Uh, go ahead, Hyph. Uh, I don't know how I follow up. One, the greatness you, of the question mark, just, and then I know it don't matter. And then those stories, I, I, I feel like I've said this before, but I, I really liked, uh, I've always enjoyed Santino's comedy gimmick, man. It's a horrible gimmick, but I, I, I really liked it in WWE, man. Other than the girl when he was dressed up as a girl, that didn't do him any favors, but I didn't um, think the Santino gimmick was that bad, honestly. Well, right, I, I, I just figured that that's kind of what they thought it was, and then Santino made it work. It's, it was yeah, he was just making shit work. Bro. Yeah, it didn't matter. Just, yeah, because again, he was just leaning into it. It was like, if, you know, if you don't want to be a goofball, um, you know, and and like it comes across like if you're like if you don't want that, like it comes across. Mm-hmm. Santino was just happy to be there. It felt like, and it was just like he's just doing whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's like yeah, you're gonna be hanging out with ZZ Top. It's like I get to hang out with ZZ Top. Like, <laughs> you know, for a bunch of people, it's like oh shit, I'm not be- I'm not going, I'm not I'm not fighting for the title tonight. It's like no, <laughs> like that's not, that's not your spot on the show, bro. It's like you're gonna hang out with Santino. You're gonna you're gonna hang out with ZZ Top and get beat up by Beth Phoenix. Man, and you're gonna make a shit ton of money in the process. Mm-hmm. Exactly, professional yep. wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. That's all it it's, takes. Sometimes it's a profession. Yes, remember, guys. Exactly. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Right. Should we move on? Yeah, we, we can I'm ready. Definitely move Go ahead. on. Next. So we're gonna go a little bit easier on you here, Eric. This is a question which has sparked great debate on the Rasslecast before. So, sure. do you prefer Surfer Sting or Crow Sting? Surfer Sting. Surfer Sting all the way, and I'll tell Let's you why. Go, finally. Because, uh, because if you're going to go Crow man. Sting, then you have to accept weird anime eyebrow wolf pack Sting and goatee red wolf I'm pack so mad sting. I unplugged my headphones. I fucking hate Red Wolf. Okay. At least with Surfer Sting. Um, first of all, we got not one, but two different uh, animated shorts with little people in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one where him and Davy Boy, their boat get blown up by the little person. Yes. Yes. And that spin the wheel, make the deal with uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, he's and still. The, uh, what was the, uh, the mountain uh, thing with him and Vader? The White Castle of Fear. White Castle of Fear. <laughs> yes. So you got all those terrible things. But on top of that, Sting just, he could get a banger out of anybody. If you want proof mm-hmm. of that, let's look at his first title defense after he beat Flair for the belt at Great American Bash. That Halloween Havoc where it was him and Sid. Mm-hmm. And then they did the big switcheroo with Barry pretending to be Sting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did a hell of a job with whoever they put him in there with. And then when it was time for him to lose the belt, he graciously lost it to Vader. He made Vader look like I was terrified of Vader. Like I literally Vader looked like a, a monster and a million bucks. 
Yeah, and he did it right. And then the, when they did the rematches and the King of Cable and everything, it was great. With Crow Sting, like I said, we got to deal with, with Goatee Sting. We got to deal with Anime Eyebrow Wolfpack Sting. We got to deal with uh, uh, Sting getting attacked by Rottweilers. <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Just repelling from the ceiling. I always hated that shit. Like, it was cool, like, the first couple of times. It's kind of like a one time thing, but yeah. damn, man. Like, we can stop doing that. Although, there was one of the spring break episodes where they had Sting propel, uh, repel off of a helicopter. And Eric Bischoff is obviously drunk off his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear Bischoff and he goes, it's obvious that somebody didn't get the invite to the party because he ain't here. And then they're talking and this helicopter's lowering and you see drunk Bischoff trying to sell it. And then he just puts up on the guardrail and goes, Oh my God. So for the comic relief of it, and uh, Crow Sting is great, but for actual good bangers, that face paint sting, I can name seven bangers off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. I can name seven bangers off the top of my head. I can name him and Rude, him and Vader. Uh, him and Luger had decent matches from time to time. He got some of the best Luger and, matches for sure. Him and Luger versus the Steiner brothers in that tag team match was a banger. Mm. Him and Muda were always bangers. Mm -hmm. Him and Arn, bangers. You know, like he just, you can name bangers. Uh, him and Cactus, bangers. Yeah. Can you say the same for NWO era thing? You can't. And, and that is because uh, a certain somebody was uh, clogging up all the booking and had a uh, creative control. What makes me want to get close to someone and snuggle? Fear. Salutations, I'm Melisette, and on A Frightful Fret with Melisette, I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A Frightful Fret with Melisette. Available everywhere podcasts are and find us at ourfrightfulfret.net. Don't forget. Hey, brother. Wait a minute. Hey, guys. Are we doing this? What's going on, brother? Oh, Jesus. Somebody almost said my name. Uh, Eric. <laughs> Uh, is this is, are, are you here hogan or is this just are you just teasing I'm me always here right, man eric meet hogan hogan meet eric hogan. hello mr hogan it is fun it's i've been a big fan for many years oh, sorry i was man. a fan of yours until you know that little uh hiccup you had after banging bubba's wife but you know after yeah. that i just i was done with you yeah oh, i'm sorry am i not supposed to publicly say that that i'm done with somebody who uh use the n-word publicly that's not that's what our whole that. show's about <laughs> how much we hate hogan for doing that very thing hey man it's hey, just hey. the one thing he didn't have to do i could have forgive banging the wife i could forgive you know fucking up bookings with creative control but don't be racist yeah Thank man. You. you're from tampa that's so easy to be racist <laughs> don't do it I know, man. It's kind of gauche to be racist after like Labor Day. I think, man. I think that was like Jesus. The, the thing, man. 
Hey, have you guys heard about this Nigerian basketball player, brother? Uh, Abiodun Adagoke, man, aka the big Niger brother. Oh, so he's either seven foot nine or seven eleven, man. That's what I'm talking about, Bryce. Oh Where is he, God. man? Let's 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 go find that that cage that your guy had from the other show, man. That oh. you were talking about. I love that idea, Jesus. man. I'm gonna float that by my main man, Vanny Mac, man. Then we're gonna go. We're gonna get that. We're gonna go get that African man. Oh boy! And then we're gonna see, man, because I I swear, brother, I swear my 23 and Me results were wrong, man. Jesus. It's you know, got, really got, got, up. He's actually Panamanian. I gotta have. Well, see, see, see. I told you, man. Fuck no, that doesn't you. make up for anything. That I told you, man. I got a little touch of the tar brush, like brother. The extra white sauce on a gyro. It don't add up, okay? That's all I it needed, don't. man. No, no, no. You don't understand, brother. These guys hate me so much, man. And I get it. As much as they hate me, brother. I gotta look at myself in the mirror every day, man. So deal with that, brother. Jesus Christ. I mean, and how you keep your teeth white by using the N-word? It sounds like, like this like is going dark, you... Hogan. No one it just got really dark in here, man. And I ain't talking about a seven foot nine Nigerian oh, man. Jesus Christ. I'm on the hunt, brother. I'm gonna put him in hand in hand with Brooke, man. And then all my dreams are gonna come true, brother. I'm gonna have little great babies running around the Hogan oh, complex, brother. Gosh. And then what are they gonna say, man? What you gonna say when Hulkamania has little great babies running around, man? Mark Rob, you wanna do the honors? On you. We're gonna get the fuck out of here. All right, man, I'm out of here, man. Y'all have a good show, brother. <laughs> well, wow, buddy, that's all okay. Happy Block History Rob Month. <laughs> Jesus. You know, we could have All waited. Right. To, you could have waited to the first to bring Hogan back. You know. All right. Wow. No, nah, man. You should have. You should have been here for Brock Lesnar last week. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Give me. A, what's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, it's your question. Oh God. Oh, sorry. Uh, let's see. Ooh, move you never need to see again. That'll be a good one. The Gonzo bomb. The Gonzo bomb is absolutely the one I never need to see again. Misawa versus Kawada. Have you guys ever seen Misawa versus Kawada, the Gonzo bomb? I have not. I don't think so. Come you on. know what? I want to see your reactions right now. Go to YouTube and type in G-A-N-S-O bomb. G-A-N-S-O bomb. G-A-N-S-O bomb. Uh, oh, Christ. Yep, that's one reaction to it. <laughs> uh they came like dropped in their fucking spine. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep, okay. Why? I remember. Yeah, this was bad. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Why? And you know what's the bad part? He kicked out at two. And he kicked out, yeah. Um, I could do without... wrestling. Yeah, I could do without seeing that ever again. That's a top-tier um, answer right there. I could go without seeing that move ever again. Um, I would never, ever do that to someone I'm working with mm. just because uh, I don't want to have to have a felony against myself. Mm -hmm, I've gone this mm -hmm. far in life being a Puerto Rican without one. Uh, second of all, it's just, I mean, good on them for pulling it off. 
But I mean, damn, Rude even did it to Ultimate Warrior yeah, in the Rude Warriors did this next. Warrior. I remember yeah. that. I remember that one. Yeah. Well, no, that was just Warrior not well, picking himself yeah, up. Warrior. That was Warrior. Yeah, that, Black, that move that he did with Masawa, they meant to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it's called the Ganso Bomb. That was a move he promised yeah. to debut to beat Masawa for the belt. And he kicked out a two. He kicked out a two. So then he did one more brain buster, broke his own forearm, protecting Masawa on the brain buster, and he won the belt. But it's okay. They had the magic spray, the magic spray for them after the match. Oh, of course. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a, that a an awful scary move. Like, yeah, anybody was saying yeah. Gonzo bomb. I, yeah, I don't see that again. That or the buckle bomb, just because, look, the buckle, buckle bomb, bomb has taken out so many greats. Sting. It's taken uh, Balor, Sting, yep. now Bobby Lashley. And Bobby was doing great. Yeah, Bobby got mm-hmm. Organically. Yeah. Organically, mm-hmm. no matter how much things changed, Bobby stayed over. Yep. And Bobby's doing his best work now more than ever. Absolutely. And and when you're the guy up there, you can't, you don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So you don't know how to protect the guy behind you or protect yourself <laughs> on that. We just don't need that no more. It's there's there's not enough. It's sort of like why they stopped doing deadlift. The NFL, you when you sign your deal, you're not allowed to do deadlifts no more. It's too much risk mm-hmm. for such little reward. Mm-hmm. Personal opinion. I'm not saying Seth Rollins' fault. I'm saying the move just it's too much risk for not enough reward. Yeah. I um I don't and it's crazy that the uh what's that corner bomb that uh Kevin Owens does all the time that's like that scares the shit out of me, but even that's safer than a buckle bomb. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it looks you know, it, it looks god awful, but and it, there's no way it doesn't hurt. But right. It's like that one is like, yeah, do that one instead of a buckle bomb. Um, yeah. All right. Next one. Yeah. I'm liking this. Um, I'm going to throw in an answer real quick. I, I want to say the STF. I, I don't want to see that anymore. I feel like it mm. when it, it Cena kind of ruined it because he never locks it in right. And that's the most popular version of it. And that's the one we see the most. You know I've seen what? some good STF, kinda, though. But, but on the other edge of that, as a person who's taken the STF for many years, for mm-hmm. many a people, Cena's one, I would take any day of the week because yeah. it's the safest version of it to where you don't have to worry about if you're going to get hurt or not. Yeah. And I'll be honest, if I'm working with the top guy in the company, I expect to get fucking banged up right? because you're working at a higher level. So to be the top guy on the card and still be able to protect someone with a finish like that and mm-hmm. not her because let's look at when brett was champion he was putting people in that sharpshooter and he was fucking leaning back with that shit <laughs> yes mm-hmm. he was and this is before fucking these motherfuckers were doing yoga and pilates and all that bullshit <laughs> yeah 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 okay um but how cena did it it was safe and uh i'll tell you where i gained my respect for cena i never heard anybody by the way <laughs> yeah. all right brett we know we know brett we know brett <laughs> Except for Bad News Brown, but he'll never talk about that one. That guy sucks. No, Bad News Brown was great. <laughs> Bad News Brown is was a gentleman, a bad motherfucker, and legitimately one of the greatest guys who helped me a lot when I first started. I will not let you talk bad about Bad News Allen. All right, that all guy right. was great. And he never forgot his roots being from Harlem. Never forgot his roots. That's but um, real rap right there. Cena 
I, I've, I've been lucky enough. I've got to do extra work for the WWE on a number of occasions. And every time I'm on, I was there, we had to be at the building at two o'clock. You know who was there at one thirty already in gear? Mm-hmm. Meeting all the make a wish kids. John Cena. You know, yep. with John a big ass smile Cena. on his face. So for that alone, for being, because you got to think, that guy's doing TV and radio interviews every morning, and he's got time to do the make a wish. Oh, and by the way, he's got to carry the television show mm-hmm. that night. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he's years. literally years. a twenty-hour day. Every day, 20 hour day, every day for years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got to respect it, especially when you look 100%. at what the ratings talk were back then. Hundred percent. Well, and then he and he was even doing like I've the never uh, looked at it that was way. It, um, well, he was he. I I think for me, it all kind of came together with, with me for Cena when he was doing the uh, Southpaw wrestling. It was like yeah. this is he doesn't have to do this at all now. And he just wanted to get in on it, you know what I mean? Like, and he was like, he was good. You know, yeah, he, was, he wasn't like he wasn't just entertaining. Pick up a spot. It was hilarious. And another cool thing he did: they were going to do the heel turn, the heel turn. They were going to do the heel turn, and Cena was going to come back in real wrestling gear and everything. And he got all this gear made for it. Uh, well, he started to get the he put the deposits in to get all this gear made, and when the company said we can't afford to turn you heel and lose the business we have coming right now. He donated all the money that he spent. It was literally 20 grand in fucking merchandise uh, gear to be mm-hmm. made, like wrestling gear. Mm-hmm. He donated it to all the boys in NXT. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's cool. Oh, good wow. Shit. See, man, told y'all. Okay. He's one of the good so, ones, man. You know. No I'm, taker. I, I, and then, oh, no, <laughs> no, taker's taker, okay? Taker's taker. <laughs> but, um, but also, besides all that, one more thing about Cena. He might have not been the best technician of moves, okay? He might not have done them technically to the way we're used to seeing them, but he was safe with them. How many guys mm-hmm. did he hurt in the ring? Yeah. And he always evolved. And he always evolved and he always added shit that was still safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're in a main event spot. You're working with the number one guy in the company, so you're making your money. And he's taking care of you in the mm-hmm. ring. Yes. Yep. I can't tell you how excited I was when he wrestled Roman over the summer, yo. I was just so excited to see see him back in the ring. And now he's been match. putting people over clean as a sheet, too, though. It's just like, all right, mm-hmm. damn, Cena, you don't have to. Like, He doesn't have to do that. No. He, he doesn't he have can, to. Yeah. At all. But he's giving back. He's giving back to the business when he can. Damn. And now with, with, with that Peacemaker see. series and how that blew up, you know, he was yeah. having a fun little acting career, but now he's going to have an acting career, acting career. I, I think I like oh, the, yeah. the way that um, all of the guys who come out, um, who've come out of pro wrestling to be, you know, big blockbuster uh, actors. Um, I really appreciate like how they, how they look at what they're doing. Um, because they all see it as, yes, I have to go in here. I have to be professional. I have to be early, not just on time. Like, I mean, The Rock, you got Batista, Miz, uh, and now Cena. Like, these guys are being known for their work ethic and known for, like, their, um, you know, molded, you know, uh, how they can be molded and how they can be directed and that sort of thing. Not being egomaniacs. Not, not you're 
hard to work with. Yeah, like it's there. They are making like pro wrestlers' reputation. Yeah, of like yeah, like now it's like for those who want to go back to yeah, they're making it so much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they're they're all thinking of the exit strategy too. They're like, well, shit, you know. um, Yeah. Well, some of them. That's like I never wanted to get into acting. I never wanted to do that. I just want to have my run. When mm-hmm. my run is done, I want to hopefully get a job as a coach. And then mm-hmm. from coaching, maybe become a producer and, and have my little fun in the business. And then when it's done and I'm done with the company, maybe open up my own little school, have my own little regional thing, sort of like what Deep South's doing, which we're back, by the way. Deep South is coming back uh, this Friday, March 4th. Uh, we're doing a free show, 100% free. Nice. Nice. Is Deep South's return. That's but, exciting. Um, I go. You know, that, that's what I want. And there are guys in the business who want that. And then there's others who want to uh, get their acting career launched, their rap career launched. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, uh, their farming career. There's some that, like, uh, oh, for real. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Rotunda and uh, uh, I forget who. They they have a farm together. JoJo? I think it's, no, it's not JoJo. It, no, not, 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 not Bray Wyatt. Um, oh, not Bray Wyatt, His the other brother. Bo. Yes, Bo. Bo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Bo has has a farm with I forget who else, but they have their own farm. Mm. You know what I mean? And and more power to them for finding their exit strategies. For sure. And like you're saying, thank God for guys like Batista and Cena and all them for having these reputations for their hard work and their ethic, because it's opening the doors for guys to have something afterwards. Exactly. Damn. Woo, what an episode. Gotta love the business. Yeah, man. Um, is it whose who's question? It, it, it's my question. We can do one more. Go for it. Have you crossed paths with CM Punk? <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, fuck. You Yo, fucking Mark. I, I, I got I got to no, step no, no. in, we'll set I gotta step in real you, quick. Mark. Did Millicent set you guys up? Uh, she gave us which the intro that we got in the group chat was the only thing that she really said besides what she had told us before when she was on the show. She's like, "You gotta right. talk to my friend," you know. All right, I'll tell you the story. Um, hold on, hold on. Be- before you tell the story, yeah. when we picked our favorite wrestlers, yes, you every him. time, you <laughs> him and let him tell no, the story. He. CM Punk is supposedly his favorite wrestler of all time, but when we made our list, he did, he failed to put him on the list until we questioned him on why he did not include him. All right, I was tallying here, the scores. Here was like, my rationale. Here's my rationale no... because yeah. he had just come back and it had been seven years without him, so I was fearful that this man couldn't wrestle anymore somehow, okay? So I was like, I can't, what if I put him on this list and then he's ass now, okay? That was why I did it, but I corrected it before the episode was recorded. And we stand, and it still got out. Okay. If, if, if your favorite is ass, your favorite is ass, but right. you still love favorite? him, regardless if he's ass or not. Listen, I'll be the first to say it, some of my favorites, um, The Rock, had the worst fucking over belly to belly suplex in wrestling history and sharpshooter. Hey, oh, no, yeah, yeah cause he did that whole work. like weird hand thing. Yeah, together. we have both. We have mm-hmm. both feet under the. Yes. What are we doing? Um, okay, Ew. I want to start this by saying, I've always said CM Punk is a hell of a fucking talent and a great worker, and I haven't seen him 
I did see him since this altercation. And when he was Ooh. in the WWE, he was a little bit nicer to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm in Ring of Honor. I'm, I'm coming in. Oh boy. I'm helping setting up chairs and everything. I'm uh, I'm driving around some of the guys whenever they're over in Dayton, Ohio. They would do Dayton, Ohio and Chicago Ridge. That would be their weekend. Friday in Dayton, Saturday. Um Saturday do do Chicago Ridge. Um and it was the run where Austin Aries had just beat Samoa Joe for the title. Yes. And Punk was in the feud with Jimmy Rave. And um, so they're doing these matches with Punk and Rave and everything through that. And every three months they're coming back. Um, and I've always tried to, you know, whenever somebody seems pissed or annoyed, which he always kind of seemed that way. Yes. Very I tend to stay the fuck away because I don't want to bother no one because I don't want nobody to bother me when I'm in my fucking shitty mood. Mm -hmm. I can be, I'm self, I, I'm self-aware enough to know that when I'm in a prickish mood, I stay away from people because I don't want to fucking fuck people up, you know, fuck with people or be sure. shitty to them. Yes. So we're leaving. Uh, we help set up. We help tear down. We're doing all the shit we're supposed to do. And I'm getting ready to, you know, when we're getting ready to leave and I'm going and I'm going up and I'm shaking everyone's hands and Punk and Jimmy did their big blow off match, which was the steel cage match where they did the superplex off the top. Yes. Yeah. Great match. I go up to shake his hand. I was like, great match tonight, sir. He looks at me and goes, the fuck you giving me your hand for? Jesus. Yikes. So my response was, okay, next time I'll just put it in your fucking face and I leave. Jesus and uh, so yeah, he 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 could at times be at times he could let his emotions and his temper get the better of him. We've all heard the stories, you know. We've heard all those. Um, when I saw when I met him in WWE, he shook my hands twice. He was nice to me twice. Um, but you know that just rubbed me the wrong way because I'm fucking jabroni, fucking nobody, right? And and can't stand that because i've been doing extra work since mm -hmm. the late 90s i've met everyone i've had vince mcmahon legitimately shake my hand and say good job out there tonight pal thank you for your help vince mcmahon Damn. who has enough fuck you money oh. to not only make me disappear make all three of us all four of us here disappear <laughs> and our families and everybody will go oh, i guess it's wednesday <laughs> it was a bad story arc <laughs> yeah you know what? he can make all of us disappear but he's Get nice the rock was always great the cena was always great you know uh, all these guys throughout the history of the business that understood this is a guy who's here for free or for little money mm -hmm. who's just trying to make it and be respectful and and you got to be like that mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so it, it rubbed me the wrong way for a while um, I didn't hold on to it because I just didn't care. Like I said, I thought he was a tremendous athlete, tremendous talent. Um, you know, and God bless him for making the money he's making now. I hope fucking whatever they're giving him, it's half of it. He deserves that's only half of what he deserves. So, and I and I say that about every wrestler. If a wrestler's getting paid two million, he deserves four million. 
Mm-hmm. If the rest was making five hundred thousand a year. He deserves a million a year. Yeah. If an indie guy's only making seventy five dollars, he he's deserves one hundred and fifty. I'm I'm about that. I'm gonna support my fellow workers. Right. For sure. You know what I mean? I ain't got time to fucking hate on a motherfucker. But as we've seen, and I mean the stories are out there. Maybe sometimes he's got that time. So, yeah. whatever. That does not surprise me. <laughs> it does not surprise me. I'm glad I asked though, because there's no way yeah. that you're like, yeah, you know, John Cena. Like, yeah, I'm gonna ask him about punk. There's no way. There's no way I'm gonna let you get away get away without saying that. So, fucker went off script, <laughs> man. Shit. I always go off script. I'm always getting yelled at. All um, right, who's got Park? Is it your turn for a question on for me? Yeah. Uh, what was it like meeting Vince? It's a great question. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. He was really fucking cool. And uh, um, I don't get, I'm trying to think, I don't get awestruck Mm -hmm. or anything like that, but he's one of those guys where you're impressed. I was impressed when I met him. I never have a bad thing to say about Vince McMahon because what can I say bad? I'm a fucking jabroni independent guy who's traveling, right? Let's let's pretend it's the year 2005 for a minute. I'm making $75 a night wrestling. <clears throat> and that's only because I wrestle very well and I'm a decent entertainer. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon is paying me $250 to sit around, eat catering, learn from the greatest minds in the business who do this every day and have an opportunity to maybe be seen to be brought in at a later date to work mm-hmm. for this company. What the fuck? Am, what, what, what's there to say? Right. The man paid me three times my amount of money I get to wrestle to let me learn from Steven Regal, Arn Anderson, Mike Rotundo, Barry mm. Windham, mm. Vince McMahon himself, you know, all these great guys who want to share. Dusty fucking Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty, baby. 250 pounds of blue-eyed soul. I was there, <laughs> He baby. did it with soul, baby. He goes to the zoo with his with his girlfriend. He does it with soul. He sees the giraffes and the orangutans. And he does it with soul, baby. Have you never heard that promo, Rob? Mark? Oh, I'm, uh... I, I've, I've heard through them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, I have dusty promos for days, but you know, there Vince McMahon is paying me to become better at my craft, feeding me well, and allowing me to be a part of the biggest show in the world, even on a minute scale. How could I hate the guy? Yeah. Damn. How could I hate him? It's amazing. He never said, fuck my mother. He never said, fuck you. <laughs> he never said, fuck your mother. <laughs> Think about it. Like, what can you really say about a guy? He never told me go fuck myself. You know, if he told me go fuck myself, I still wouldn't care. But he never said go fuck. He never said fuck your mother. He never fucking told me to eat shit. He never said don't eat the fucking food. He never treated me bad at all. <laughs> he so never why said why are you offering me that? your fucking hand? Yeah. Right. <laughs> he, shook, he fucking shook no. my. He extended my his hand. He's touching your hand for this gathering. <laughs> of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. I got to do it. I got to do it. Do it. Later tonight, when I lay my little baby daughter Margaret to bed, I like to tell him the story of the cold-blooded sausage maker and that there's this butcher 
and he's in the woods and he's making cold-blooded sausage. And just as my daughter's eyes get as big as silver dollars, the American dream swipes in and saves the little piggies. But Tully Blanchard, coming up this Saturday night, I am the cold-blooded sausage maker. Mm. I am the cold-blooded sausage maker, Jackie. Mm. Preach. Nice. Preach. Epic. Epic. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, man. I got a oh, I got a very Boom. fast one that I think you guys are going to love because it's my favorite lesson ever. Go for a it. A buddy of mine, his name is Scotty Beach. He was one of the three graduates from Dusty Rhodes' Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling. Okay. And he used to ride with Dusty to all the Turnbuckle Championship shows and everything like that. And his job was to open up Dusty's beer bottles. As Dusty be driving down the road, he'd drink the beer, throw the bottle, hit a sign every fucking time. <laughs> every time. Every time. Every time. Dusty finally goes, babies, we're going to stop for a minute. I got to take a piss. So as, as Scotty, all 19 years old of him, is running, they're on the side of uh, 75. He runs off the fucking side, going to piss off like by the woods where nobody can see him. And then there's Dusty standing in front of his headlights turned on peeing. <laughs> and Scotty says to Dusty, Dusty, why are you peeing right in front of the lights? He's like, I want you to think about it, baby. This man, he's just had a hard night. It's now three o'clock in the morning. He's coming home. And he's going to say, he's going to be able to tell a story to his friends and family. You know, I had a rough night. But then all of a sudden, I'm driving through and I see Dusty Rhodes and he's pissing under the bright lights, Jack. <laughs> This oh, that's hard. Bright lights, Jack. That's hard. But that was the oh, most important man. lesson. Under the bright lights. Bright lights. Always mm. be under the bright lights, no matter what it is, because you're going to fucking get a reaction. Wow. R.I.P., R.I.P., man. Wow. Yeah, that, that would be the dismount if we didn't have to uh, induct. induct somebody into the Hall of Fame. That's okay. Wow. Mm. <laughs> So, so, yeah, wow. Now that we're playing with house money, how about it? Let's uh, go ahead and uh, put this bad boy to bed. Uh, Eric, it is now time for you to induct someone into the Rasselcast Hall of Fame. I have already shared the long oh, list. Thank you. Uh, the long list of people um, who have already been inducted uh, and now to immortalize someone else. Okay, I am going to nominate. For the longest time, I was the greatest undercover Puerto Rican in this wrestling business. Nobody faked white better than me. <laughs> Nobody was able to was able to sneak around their Puerto Ricanness more than me. I was almost able to get away with it till the one day someone brought some pastelillos to a show, mm, and it was game nice. over. Game and then it was exposed over. to the world. But now I found the new generation. This Puerto Rican male not only has one of the most gorgeous wives in professional wrestling, not only did he sneak it under the radar of the WWE to where they never talked about it <laughs> or brought it up, but he was able to do it on his own terms doing a podcast interview. My Hall of Fame inductee is the new king of the hidden Puerto Ricans, Karrion Cross, Killer Cross. But the cream runs to the top. All right, oh, yeah. man. Wow. That, yeah, I didn't even know. Um, exactly. 
Wow. Yeah. Dang. Well, think about it. He's doing was it. For it the, was he it get, the, uh, gets oh, the no, job. for real, 100%. Like, yeah. I always thought he dressed like a. Uh, Why do you like think he was a heel in Mexico when he was so good at it? Right. Yeah. There's <laughs> that. Always oh, like dressed like an undercover cop, like <laughs> like the um, you know, like he would have like the backwards cap with a a, a Yankees jersey and a, a you know, or or out here, I'm sorry, a, a Red Sox jersey. You can spot. You got to think about that it that way. He was a heel in Mexico, just like uh, Piroff Jr., another famous Puerto Rican wrestler. Mm -hmm. He got a baddie girl from Chicago. She is bad. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> They put him in the WWE, give him a terrible gimmick, and don't put him over, and then still, still expect him to get over. That's mm -hmm. Malonish, if you ever, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, and wow. uh, and they make him cut his hair short, even though he's got a full hair, head of hair, like they did the Savio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they even put him in a quang ass looking gear like Savio. Yeah, they did. Face closed. Greatest undercover Puerto Rican wrestler in the business today, Karrion Cross, ladies and gentlemen. They have Savio looking like Raekwon out there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Always thought Savio Vega looked like Raekwon the chef, bro. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you remember when they put Savio in in the hat, the, the leather hat yes. piece when yeah. Ron would wear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Of course. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, camouflage chameleon. No. Not no. We doing nice chamber right now, bro. I'm from New York, damn it! You don't think I remember everything? Wu Tang, come on, bro. I the push-ups were done to that song daily. Yes, everyone did. You had to do it the beat. Yes, sir. You had to go with it. Yes, Man, sir. I saw that video. Like, I remember seeing that video the first time. Like, I was waking up to go to school, and I was like, "Well, because we're doing push-ups for this." <laughs> this yeah, because it had the it had the um, it was that and uh, shadow boxing together. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That was the tape. That was the <sighs> single. I remember I had that. I had, I had that tape uh, bootleg, and uh, somebody had they they had written liquid swartz on it <laughs> not liquid swords with, with swords. Swords. I was like, you know oh, i'm I... sitting right here i wish you wouldn't make fun of me like that i told you i was dyslexic damn it I'm, that's what it said i was like I, and, and and me me you know taking it before my friends like yeah no, here you go here go that uh that jizza tape is like liquid swords i was like what 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 i hadn't noticed that it, that swords was spelled incorrectly Oh was, God! What? What? Oh no! <laughs> oh my! Oh, man, so, mm. so Eric, great shit, man. This has been an epic episode. Uh, again, thanks to Melisette for putting us on to you. Where in Absolutely. the hell can the people find your work and more of you? Period. Well, I got to tell you, I'm promoting this big show right now for Deep South Wrestling. Uh, if you're on Instagram, it's deep underscore south underscore wrestling. Or our Facebook, it's just deep south wrestling. Uh, the big return show is the first show that's happened uh, since the, this is one of the first shows back since uh, the closing originally. Uh, it's a tribute to the, to the masked assassin. There he is, Jody, right there. 
Uh, we got the new logo. That's the new Deep South logo with Jody in it. Okay. Uh, we got five big matches. It's going to be held at Mixed Deity Studios, which is a, a church that's no longer a church and now is Media Studio Empire uh, here in the middle of Atlanta. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, and it's free. And uh, we got five big matches. We have uh, Skrilla the Great, uh, great independent talent for the state of Georgia. He was also in the movie uh, Fal- Peanut Butter Falcon. Now, if you guys nice. saw that, nice. um, he'll be wrestling probably the best Southern Cruiserweight you guys haven't seen yet, Naja Sism. I highly recommend you check him That's out. That's a dope ass name. Naja Sism. We have Simon Sermon, who was the first independent wrestler to come out back in 2004 uh, openly as a gay wrestler. Hey, He's going to be wrestling against Scotty Beach, the gentleman I was telling you about earlier, Dusty Student. Uh, <laughs> the man who has Randy, the peace story. Yes. Yeah. Randy Reno versus Papa Marco. Um, for the first time ever, a true intergender tag match. Follow go. with me, if you will. We have. <laughs> white cis male bisexual <laughs> black girlfriend tag team partner versus christian uh jewish male and non-binary tag team partner damn you hit all, this, all the gender damn you it. fucking tell me and it's in a church the <laughs> whole damn, it. damn it Preach. they did it that's awesome. And the referee is a woman with a prosthetic leg. Oh, somebody's going to blow their brains out. There. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. They did what? <laughs> and then it gets back. And then for the main right event, there. it is, uh, for some reason, they're trusting me with the main event, which uh, I really hey, like hey. for that. It's going to be uh, me and six foot five, 237 pound Jacob Johnson. <laughs> And it's just going to be two big meaty men slapping fucking slapping meat. Meat. Slapping, slapping meat. meat, slapping that fucking meat. That's, let's <laughs> go, man. Are you going to start yeah, the match um, out with a test of strength? That's what I need to know. <laughs> Wrecking oh, no. Roman. Uh, it's New York lock. versus New Jersey. Oh, you're getting right to the it's shit. This one. Okay. Uh, this oh, be trust a baseball me. Baseball bat. You're going to get to see the South is going to get to see its first Eastern hood fight. Nice. Hilarious. <laughs> nice. Wait with a little shadow slap box and somewhere in there. I promise. Is, but, uh, uh, are you going to be like streaming it or anything like that? Unfortunately, we won't be streaming it, but we will be filming these episodes. Okay. And if okay. you follow right. Deep South on Instagram, which you can find me on there too. Which is what uh, I pulled my phone out to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the episodes will be up in like, I would say about three weeks later. Okay. Because they got to produce right. everything, but uh, the episodes will be up. We're talking about doing a streaming uh, bit for the next event. But um, it's going to be fun, you know, even if you can't make it out, guys, if you if you have connection to the Atlanta area, like I said, 100 percent free show. You just have to go to mixdeity.com backslash deep DSW. And uh, it's, him. it's Eric. Was that you? Oh, OK. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. So go, go there. You can reserve your free ticket right there for the show. The only thing we're charging for is this. It's BYOB. Bring your own beer. You Ooh. bring a six-pack, you pay five bucks for a wristband, and you can drink your beer and just enjoy the show. Oh, it's man. better to pay five dollars and drink your own beer than spend five dollars a uh, five dollars a cup. Yeah, yeah right. But, uh, that that's the so big dope. event coming up, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks. I've had so much fun with you guys. 
you, I hope you guys have fun too. Back in the future. A blast. I really want to, I really want to be a part of this. And I got a few more hall of fame inductees under my seat. Yeah. Sleeve. We got to get you in here for season three. For man. sure. hundred percent. Oh yeah. Sure. Definitely. It's been nothing but a pleasure uh, talking with all three of you guys. Thank you well, so thank much. You, Eric, man. It was thank a great you, man. No problem, buddy. Good luck in the match too, buddy. Good luck, man. It's thank a holy you guys. Event. I really appreciate it. I'm following everything, so I'm definitely going to be uh, keeping up now. So for sure. All right. You can find Behyphen at Behyphen on Twitter and the Behyphen on Instagram. Follow Handsome Bane on Twitter and Instagram at ILA underscore POW. The Rasslecast Power Hour is a hyphen podcast group production. Smell your latest sweaty marks. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?